Hi! Wow, it's been so long since I've recorded anything. I apologize for anybody who consistently listens to my disaster of a podcast. Anyhow, so today is Thursday. We are two days after the election. I thought we would talk about it, speak about it, thoughts about it, whatever. Um, my current thoughts on the election. Um... I try to stay away from speaking about who I voted for. Um, At this point, I don't really care about who people vote for. Uh, I think that's such a personal choice to make, but I think it's also very important that we vote and we make it a part of our culture now that we make it a point to exercise our right to vote. Uh, considering I am a 32-year-old female, uh, we did not always have the right to vote up until 100 years ago. So August 1920 was the first amendment and ratification of when women could start voting. Um, up until, I think, 1963... Um, women of color were not able to vote up until this time. So, um, that just says a lot about our nation as a whole. And I encourage all women and minorities to vote, um, only because it hasn't always been an option. Um, I did some light research on it and it's just kind of disappointing that, uh, women, just in general, were always kind of bullied or intimidated, especially women of color, um, were also uh, intimidated and bullied and like almost threatened when they wanted to vote. So uh, it's just kind of disappointing that that was less than 100 years ago that that happened. And now we're just seeing a culture of just people just bullying everybody and I find it weird that we are able to express our feelings except in in the the small part where it comes to dating where people can't express their feelings um still which is funny I mean it's not funny it's just kind of disappointing that we're so vocal about everything else except for our feelings in regards to dating. Um, what I think as a nation in the United States, being an American citizen, um, it still kind of depresses me that we're not really open and, um, we don't normalize the talk of politics. It's a thing that we don't really like to normalize. We, like I said, uh, we... Well, I think that we aren't able to have a healthy conversation about date or not dating, but about voting or about politics that we still get very emotional. And I know that there are some topics that get people very riled up. Um, some topics are sensitive, especially when it comes to uh, women's rights and the argument of pro-choice and um, pro pro-choice and pro-life. I think those topics are very um, personal to every woman and I also encourage healthy conversations about it. And I know that I 
and I know this was a thing in my my household and my parents kind of, you know, pushed this kind of thinking where it's like you don't really talk about it. It shouldn't be a thing. It's taboo. Uh, religion's also taboo. Sexuality is taboo. Sex in general is just very taboo. Um, and these are all very important things that I think uh, today, yeah, we're getting a little better, but we're also not. We're also getting worse. And these are all things that I think it's important to talk about. And it's unfortunate that people can't have a normal conversation about it. Um, I think, which, here's what gets me is doing your research. Make sure you're going on, like, legitimate websites or however you do your research. Facebook is not a credible source. Even sometimes Google isn't a credible source. Um... If you're looking for non-biased opinions, like I'm totally all about Google Scholar and reading journals and um, research and, you know, get out and do your research and find out where you feel like your views are. There's nothing wrong with educating yourself. And that's the problem. Like, we're all about quick research right now. What's the most convenient to the theories of what we believe in and supports our theories of believing? And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't just be convenient research to make sure it backs you. Um, like I said, it, you don't need to tell me what you voted for, who you voted for, but if you're having a healthy conversation with somebody saying, here, this is how I think about it, and then, you know, it's kind of a back and forth about what you guys think about it, I think that's great. Uh, and that's not something that's happening here in the United States. It's all about, this is what I think and what I think... Go- Okay, great. Like, if that's how you live your life, fine. I mean, I just don't think that we should be forcing views on everybody and this is what I say goes and this is what's right. Well, maybe what I'm thinking isn't right. I don't know. Um, I'm not trying to say that I'm right about everything because I sure am not. Um, There's nothing wrong with having a healthy conversation and saying, hey, look, I don't know much about this information. Educate me on it. Um tell me what this information's about. Where did you find your stuff? Like, I want to read into it, you know? And that's not happening. It's more like convenient theories for 2020. And it's a little disappointing that we're not doing enough. Um, People who don't express their right to vote um, are expecting a change and these people are like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to vote and I'm just going to leave my fade. If voting isn't going to do anything. Okay, it, it may not. I don't know. But at the end of the day, like, I know so many women that just didn't vote. Yeah, guess what? Either candidate, quite frankly, kind of sucked. I don't like either of them. I don't. I didn't like either candidate in 2016 either. I think they both sucked. I mean... You're kind of trying to figure out who's the lesser of two evils, you know? And it's... I'm taking all these classes in school about criminal justice and about the government. And, you're like, I'm finding out so many things about this government that you're just like, what in the actual fuck is going on? Like, why aren't we making these terms shorter for the seat, the Congress, the House? Like, we're basically just, like, letting people just, like, sit there and just, like, not encourage any change. Like... I don't know. At the end of the day, like, I always told myself my sole purpose to be on this earth is to make some kind of small change in people's lives. Um, 
literally that's what I feel like my purpose is, is to make some small changes in people's lives, whether it's a good thing, do I want it to be a bad thing? No, but I hope that it's a learning experience for somebody who maybe catches me on an off day where they walk away and they say, okay, like, wasn't the most pleasant experience with this person, but this is what I learned and maybe I shouldn't be this way. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I've always kind of wanted to change the world. Um, and I don't think that's plausible, especially being in my thirties where it's like, I see kids half my age that have this so much energy and they're doing things that actively change and they're involved in the community and, you know, they're doing great things for the world. And, you know, a lot of people give millennials such a bad rap or these young kids a bad rap. And I see so many of these kids that are just doing so many great things and um, they're coming at it with a completely different mindset and a completely different viewpoint. And I think that's fucking badass. Like... That is a wonderful thing to see these kids, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, that are just wanting to change and wanting to make things work and figure it out and make it a better place. Um, Granted, you see the flip side where you see these young kids that you're just like, the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't get it. Like, I see living in in, in Miami, you see the extremes of everything where you see these kids that want to make a, a change in a, such a radical, great way. And then you see these kids that are like doing drugs and live off mom and dad and don't have to work a day in their life. And it shows and you're just like, Oh, like you're never going to have to work in your life. And you know, maybe if I had that lifestyle, maybe I would think the same where I wouldn't need, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't have the drive. I wouldn't have, like, the feeling to really, or motivation to actually really do anything. Yeah, I think that it could go either way. And, um, you know, when you have a lifestyle like that, I mean, it kind of drives you to maybe not change or stay the same or, um, but, you know, if I, I mean, maybe it's a factor of growing up that way and, Maybe their parents not really giving them a cutoff or whatever. I don't really know. But, you know, it's all about resources sometimes. And sometimes it's not really who you know. It's what you have. Sometimes it's who you know. And you kind of get lucky. But um, I just remember my dad had always told me it's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah, you know what? Uh, out of the nine, like the what, twelve years I've been working in healthcare, not once did I ever have somebody I knew that worked in the medical field. And I paved my way through this industry and worked at so many big name hospitals down in South Florida. And um, it wasn't who I knew. I never had an in. Uh, I just think that, and I hate saying luck. Uh, maybe I just really nailed an interview. I don't really know. And in those cases, I think I just kind of got lucky, got my foot in the door and, you know, I got my experience in and then it became what I knew. And, uh, I think in only one instance, it really kind of played a factor on who I knew because I ended up, uh, meeting somebody at one of the local hospitals, um, during my clinical rotations 
And I don't know, man. Something just told me to stick with this person. Stick with this person. Get to know this person and figure her out. Pick her brain. Kind of be upper butt a little bit. To just follow her and guess who was at my interview that day? This girl. And mind you, I hadn't seen her in a good seven years. It had been so long. And she's like, oh my God, I remember you. You were such a hard worker. You did great. Like, you were awesome. And I basically got hired on the spot. So in that instance, it kind of was who I knew. But also, just by chance, I got so lucky that, number one, she still worked there. And two, she remembered who I was. Um, Not that I'm a big name, because I'm obviously not. But um, I just think that right now, being in 2020, we're on this day two of, or day three of trying to figure out who our president is. We may not even know for another week and a half. Up until inauguration. And, um... What I really want people to... Take out of this whole thing. Because I'm seeing a lot of fights break out. And on Facebook. And people are getting super angry. And now we're all kind of wondering if people are going to riot and protest. And act a fool. And go out on the streets and just like fuck shit up and people are boarding up their businesses and they're scared about what the next step is you know with this election and where our world is going to and it I just want to say that within itself if you are boarding up your business because you are scared that the losing party is going to come fuck up your shit we really need to reevaluate us as a fucking whole us as an individual person And what we're fucking doing and why you're acting that way. Because there is no reason why you should be going out and doing these things. Um, I think it's extremely disappointing that people feel the need to go do this. Because who you voted for did not win. Um, (laughs) I don't know who didn't love you in life. But for me, (laughs) I didn't grow up um really being able to express my feelings correctly um you know emotions were kind of like a no-no crying was a no-no um it was kind of like to sweep everything under the rug and just not talk about it um so I didn't really have that um I don't know what a I mean I can't say my family isn't loving at all but and they just shoved their sh- shoved, showed their love in a very different way. However, um, what I am thankful for is that I got very good morals and ethics and standards um, and respect for other people's things that are not my own. Um, I could not imagine being a business owner right now, especially doing during a pandemic, where you're losing so much money and you're being closed for three, four, five months at a time, reopening, then closing, then reopening, then closing. Um, if somebody ever came after my business for something that I worked so hard for, for, and I then had to be worried about somebody coming to destroy my property because your party didn't win the presidential election. Like that's lame as fuck, lame as fuck. Um, so I am hoping that the people, that are listening, that are living in the U.S., like, don't do this. If you want to go fuck up somebody's shit, fuck up your own shit. 
Um, go like fucking get water balloon. I don't know. Like just don't fuck up anybody's shit. Like that's not your stuff to mess with. Um, I'm sure these people worked very hard to establish their business and work very hard to get where they're at. Even if it's not uh, on a Target or Walmart level, like that doesn't make it okay for you to just go destroy anybody's property, whether it's their business, their car, their front lawn. Um, that's not okay. That's not <laughs> like we should be standing together and being united. It's the United fucking States of America. Jesus. Like it's in the name. <laughs> like it just blows my mind that for a country that has united in the title, how divided we are. And it's depressing that we have forgotten human decency human decency support each other talk about it you don't have to sit there and agree with everybody and it's really that simple if you don't like somebody's views and it just is so opposite from your own or if it's just wrong or if you feel like it's wrong it's really that simple don't be their friend do not be their friend you have the option to not be their friend if you don't like who somebody voted for okay don't talk to that person. Like, it's really that simple. And I think people forget that. People want to make it an argument and force their views on each other. Listen, if you want to have a conversation, have an open, candid conversation that's healthy that says, you know what, I really don't like one this, this, and this. The person can respond, okay, well, you know, this is why I feel this way and this, this, and this. It doesn't have to be a personal attack on anybody. I don't understand it. Like, why we're getting to a point where everything is an argument, everything is a fight. Um, It doesn't have to be like that. It really does not have to be like that. So I want people to remember that. Uh, in In today's world, I think we need to start getting back to basics and remembering that we could have a civil conversation um and that's not happening we're just kind of making this a heap of shit and it's slowly on fire and we're all just kind of watching and you know it just it's a weird time I think in in 20 years we're all gonna look back at this and we're gonna be like what in the fuck was 2020 (laughs) like Literally, what in the fuck was this? I mean, if you think about it, like, okay, so I'm 32. I was 12. 12. I think I was like 12. I was in like the sixth or seventh grade when September 11th happened. I can remember every single thing and where I was that day and what I was doing, where I was at. I remember my mom calling me on my cell phone back when brick Nokia's were a thing, asking me if I felt safe at school. Um, she texted me and she said, are you okay? Do you feel safe? Do you want me to come get you? What do we do? Are you okay? Now, as a parent, I can't even imagine what my mom is thinking Asking if her child feels safe, if she feels okay. Um, and then you fast forward to 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20. 
where kids are now having to have active shooter um, drills at school. Um, If I had a child right now and I heard that that was going on or that my child had to go through that, I think that's the single most scariest thing that I feel like a child would have to experience and go through. Um, I mean, look at Parkland. That's literally like an hour up the road for me. And I think it's extremely upsetting these kids in high school are having to go through that. Sandy Hook, these kids are in elementary school. Um, Now, I know... (laughs) This is also another topic that I feel like people get very uncomfortable about, um, which has to do with the Second Amendment uh, and the NRA. And like I said, a lot of these political topics are always going to be controversial. It's not the right to bear arms that I have a problem with. I think that if people want to conceal or carry, that is fine. I have nothing wrong with people who want to conceal or carry. Do I feel comfortable concealing or carrying? No, but that's just me. I don't feel comfortable. And at the end of the day, when I look at it, if I was ever put in a situation where I feel like I needed to use a gun and I had to shoot somebody just in general, I'm not saying I'm going to go out and do it, but um, I don't know how I would feel even if that person was in the wrong and I had to defend myself with a gun. Because to me, shooting somebody, in the case of defense, I don't know if I, and this is just personally me, would feel about taking somebody's life. I would rather lose my own life. Um, And I know that sounds very weird. I'm not suicidal. It's just a personal belief that I don't know if I could live with myself taking somebody else's life. Um, Like I said, that has nothing to do with anybody else owning a gun. Just be responsible. Just be a responsible gun owner. And I have never had a problem. In fact, I think almost every single boyfriend, except for my last one, or the one before the last one, was the only one that didn't carry. Like, he didn't own a gun. He was the only one, out of all the people I've ever dated, 99.999% has always carried. And I felt fine with it because they were very responsible. They would, hey, listen, I just want to tell you that this is this, and it's in my glove compartment, or I carry, they all had a concealed carry's license, whatever, I don't even know what it's called, um, just by choice, I said, hey, like, one of my boyfriends said, hey, like, I honestly think that you should get educated on learning how to shoot a gun, uh, let's go to the range, we went to the range, and I freaked out, and, like, basically ran away, um, like, I have nothing wrong with people who want to own. I think that's your choice. I think that's great. Wonderful. Uh, just be responsible about it. Do I think that they need to fix the laws? Absolutely. Do I think that they need to address certain things? Absolutely. Um, do I think that they need to permanently destroy the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, or whatever? No. I don't. I don't. Like I said, I don't give a shit. Um, But fix it, because there's something wrong with the fact that in 2020, there's a ginormous problem with mass shootings. Nobody can tell me that there isn't a fucking problem, like, that needs to be addressed with this. 
You can't, like, literally, you can't tell me that because they think that's absurd. Like, nobody, like, you mean to tell me, no, there's nothing wrong. Like, why, <laughs> why are all these people that have a uh, quote unquote mental issue, like depression or whatever, are able to get their hands on a gun, um, or that these, most of them are at their homes with their parents who have a gun. Like, what's the situation in the house? Like, if you know that there's maybe something off with your child, maybe you don't know. I don't really know what their home life is looking like. But how are they gaining access to these guns? How are they gaining access at the stores? Like, I mean, if you're asking me, like, hey, I'm, I'm, like, let's just say I have some kind of personality disorder where it's like, okay... I'm bipolar, I have borderline personality disorder, um, uh, some kind of chemical imbalance in my brain or whatever. Some days I may be very stable and I may seem very fine. And if you ask me any of these questions, I mean, I don't know the process of owning a gun or getting a gun or what this process is like. So in that sense, yes, I'm very ignorant to it. I don't understand it. Um, but if they're asking a question like, hey, yeah, do you have any of these thoughts? And if, what if I'm, like, mentally stable that day and I seem like I'm in a right state of mind? Well, then, <laughs> like, there goes that. I mean, it, like, what's the process on this? Is there a background check? Is there, like, what's what's going on here? Like, why, why is this an issue? And I don't think anybody is really saying, well, <laughs> the first jump to the argument is, well, it's my right to bear arms. Okay, but there's also an issue with mass shootings right now. So which one is it? Like, I'm not saying that there isn't a right to... But fix the fucking process. <laughs> fix the fucking process. That's all I'm asking. Fix the fucking process. Fine. Have the right to bear arms. I'm not saying that there is shouldn't be a right. Just fix the fucking process is all I'm asking. All, that's all I'm asking. Um... Somebody explain it to me, please, for the love of Jesus. Somebody explain it to me. Um, you know, I also feel a certain kind of way about pro-choice, pro-life. Um, you know, that that process needs to be changed, too. Um, why is there so much a focus on women's rights and women's bodies? Why aren't, why aren't we asking men to get a mandatory vasectomy? Like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) for all these men that are in, like, the Senate and the Congress and, you know, like, whatever. Like, why are you telling me what to do? Like, and it's not even about pro-life, pro-choice, but, like, don't tell me pregnancy is a pre-existing condition. But, you know, erectile dysfunction isn't. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, then make birth control free, asshole. Like... (laughs) I'm the one that has to take it. Like, I'm the one that has to pop a pill or put a shit in my arm or put a thing in my uterine. Like, I'm the one that has to get an IUD and, like, pop a pill or take a shot or, like, then make it free. Make all OBGYN visits fucking free. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) and then what kills me is that you have so much to say about my body, my choice, my right, my pregnancy, my this, my that, my whatever. 
okay, so if this is such a problem, then why aren't we concerned about what happens after the kid is born? So basically, you are so concerned about me getting pregnant, but once the kid pops out, it's like, fuck it, you're on your own. Like, eat rocks, fuck off. <laughs> so, okay, like, can we talk about how caseworkers and social workers have like 300 cases of kids to follow and there's 40 hours in a work week? You mean to tell me that's fucking functional? No. How about we look into foster care, foster homes, uh, families, DCF? Like, why isn't that a process? Like, there are so many things that need to be changed. And it's like, we're sitting there focusing on the wrong fucking problem. I mean, and I say problem, but it's like, we're focused on, on the issues that, yeah, there is kind of an issue, but like, Give me a better option is what I'm asking. Give me a better option. Come up with a fucking solution. Not the argument against abortions or not. Or, I mean, half the time men don't even understand pregnancy and ectopic pregnancies. They don't even know what the fuck that shit is. And it's like, you know, you want to send women to jail for having a miscarriage. Did you know that one in four women have miscarriages? It would be different if the mother was a, you know, habitual drug user and she's using crack every day and she's addicted, but also, like, where's her help? Like, where's her help? Like, we're saying all these things, but, like, also it's like, well, what about this? But, but, but this is the problem. Like, <laughs> we're addressing the, the, the problem, but, like, not the right problems. So, regardless of what your views are on abortion or not, pro-life, pro-choice, there are a lot of gray areas in these subjects. Um, I think every situation is different. Uh, an individualistic, but I think there needs to be, like, some type of conversation that needs to happen somewhere, somehow, um, and start addressing the real issues here. But yet, we are told to be silenced about politics, we're told to be, oh, but this is taboo, we shouldn't be talking about this, um... But I also think that in the case of people who... I think that you could be pro-life or pro-choice. But also, if you give a shit about any of these kids, then what happens to the kid after they're born is a very important topic, too. Like, why isn't that being talked about? Like, why isn't that an important issue? If you're so concerned about a pregnancy, then you should be damn concerned about when that kid comes out of the womb. Um, but these are some of my views. Um, these are the kind of things that I think that we as a nation should be talking about, but we're not because we're told not to talk about it. Um, 
anyway, that's that's my 32-minute rant of all of these things. Um, it just really makes you think, like, what the fuck is 2021 going to be? And I really don't know. It's a little scary. It's a little unnerving. Um, I think a lot of people are falling apart. Uh, it's it's going to make for a very interesting Thanksgiving and Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. Um, and I know a lot of people are fighting about it, but at the end of the day, whether who you voted for is going to be in the next candidate seat um, or president, um, that's, what, that's the cards that we're going to be dealt for the next four years. So um, do I really think that people need to be losing friends over it no but I mean I know that I deleted some people last four years ago in the last election because their views were absolutely um non in agreement with mine but like I said did I engage in a full-blown argument no because I don't really give a shit enough to argue with people who I barely talk to on Facebook. Like, I mean, sometimes it's kind of funny. Like, I did say something to one of my family members that I, like, kind of don't see. And she just, her views are completely not on, on, on my level. And that's, that's okay. Oh. 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 Wrong pipe. <coughs> Holy shit. I just had water come out of my nose. That was really super awkward. <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so yeah, I made a top a comment about uh, something. <coughs> Hold on. Of course, I choked on water when I brought this up. Ironically enough, it was fucking water that I choked on. Um, but yeah, I, I had an aunt that said something about COVID and this is when COVID first started and well, first couple months, I think she made this comment. She was on my Facebook. Well, not like on my Facebook. She was my Facebook friend, my aunt. And, um, this is also like another thing, which she said that COVID wasn't real. Which, here's the thing. Do I think that everything in the, the media is real? No. Do I think that a lot of it is falsely reported? Yes. Um, I don't know how accurate the numbers are. Um, I don't know if they're really what they are. I don't really know. Um, all I really go by is what I see because I work in an emergency room. Um... Which also brings me back to one of my podcasts where it was kind of like, I wear a mask for 12 hours a day at a, at a, at a 12 hour shift at my job. God forbid a cardiac arrest comes in. Guess what? I have to wear a gown and at 95, a regular surgical mask, high goggles, like three pairs of gloves. And, um, I mean, that's basically like for any code, but for codes that weren't COVID, I, I wore um, I didn't wear an N95. I wore like a regular surgical mask. <coughs> but granted, most people that are non-medical are not going to encounter having to do all these things. Um, 
and they're not gonna like randomly go out to Walmart. I mean, the chances are low of somebody like randomly dropping dead, very low. But, um, you know, she said something to the event that COVID's not real. This is all a hoax. It's a joke. Um, it's not real. Whether you believe it's a hoax or not, that's fine. She doesn't really find the need to wear a mask. She doesn't believe. Whatever. Okay, listen. Most of these businesses are requiring you to wear a mask. For the whole 45 minutes or whatever minutes that you're in this store. To wear a mask. I wear one for 12 hours a day at my job. So it blows my mind that you're wearing a tissue thick mask on your face for 20 minutes to about an hour in a store out of your day. Yes, it's annoying. I completely agree. Is it effective? I don't really know. However, do I think it helps? Absolutely. Do I think it's effective in the sense that if somebody who is a cancer patient that needs to go to the store to go buy toilet paper to wipe their butt uh, and they don't have anybody else to get it for them or can't buy it on shipped or Amazon or whatever and they just want to go because they're already out running errands and they're immunosuppressed and they have a chance of catching it, do I think it helps? Yes. Um... Not maybe completely, but does it help? Sure. So the people who think it's a hoax, I don't understand, like, what the fight is to wear a fucking mask. I don't understand. Just wear it. I wear one for 12 hours a day for your 20-minute trip to the store. Go fucking... Like, who the fuck cares? Like, for real. Who cares? Um, and I... I... When she said all this garbage about this COVID thing, mind you, I'm in one of the, I'm in the fifth largest public hospital in the nation and I'm working in the ER. I'm in a hot spot because I work in fucking Miami. Does it kind of boil my blood? A little bit. I'm a little sensitive to it. Whatever. However, for the love of Jesus, just fucking and I wrote this whole big thing on her Facebook. And before I posted, I reread it. And I was like, you know what? For somebody that I barely even talk to, for somebody that I don't even see because she lives halfway around the fucking country, like she lives in Arizona, I live in Florida, does it really make that much of a difference that I am going to involve myself in an argument? No. Do I care that much? No. All I said was, all you could do is wear a mask protect yourself. If you don't feel like protecting yourself, protect the other people that are in the store with you. Wash your hands and use antibacterial. Because let's face it, like you are not the only person in that store. You are sharing a space. There is nothing wrong with being mindful of other people anywhere else that you go. And that's it. There's nothing with being mindful of other people and other other people's health. Whether you believe COVID's a hoax, if it's not a hoax, even I know people who've had it. I know people who've died from it. Um, 
I've treated people with it, or not me treated, but I've taken care of people who have it. Um, so in my reality, yeah, it's real. It's real. So <coughs> if you don't think it's true, fine, because that's also not the world she lives in. She's non-healthcare. So she doesn't get to see what I get to see. She doesn't see, she's not in my world. She doesn't have to deal with this. So, you know, and I truly unfriended her after that because at the end of the day, if you're pissing me off and whatever, do I want to start a Facebook fight? I don't really care enough to have a fight with you over this shit. (coughs) Anyway, I'm going to go because I'm still choking on this water and I have to go write a paper about, um, (laughs) the war on drugs. So, um... I hope you guys have a good day. Uh, stay safe. Uh, don't fuck up anybody's shit. Um, and just be fucking nice. Like, <coughs> there's nothing wrong with being nice to people. And um, just like my mom always told me, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Um, you do have the option to walk away. And that's it. <laughs>